All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. They're over there in the Fairlawn area by the West Market Street, and they provide investment counseling services for their clients, which puts their money into individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios that only AKW Group can offer to their clients. Uh, of course, Walt Zakari, over 30 years in the business, he can talk today about, about how they do their investing, and to you, too, about investing. All you got to do is give us a call if you have a question this half hour, 330-673-1234, or outside of Akron on WNR.com, toll-free, 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, all I'd say about the market these days is something I used to hear my father say, holy gee jamokes. Uh, every week goes by, and uh, they bounce back and forth, but uh, they keep setting records. Now, this is really it's getting beyond the, the uh, believability that this is actually happening, but I see a lot of smiling investors out there, so it must be true. <laughs> yes, for sure, Bob. Yeah, last week, this bull market bounced back to new highs. Uh, we, we saw uh, Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell make some positive comments, which really pleased the, the market. Of course, they had their big Jackson Hole meeting where all the FOMC leaders got together and were talking. And uh, the key statement they came out was really, you know, the timing and pace of the, re- of the coming reductions in asset purchases will not be intended to carry a direct signal regarding the timing of interest rates liftoff for which we have articulated a different and substantially more stringent test, which really means, Bob, that interest rates aren't going higher. And in, in that case, the market, you know, really came roaring back. And we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 1% for the week, up 335 points, closing at 35455 Year-to-date, we're up 15.8%. Uh, the S&P 500 was up 1.5% for the week about a 67-point rise at 4,509, and again, year-to-date, up over 20%, 20.1%. The NASDAQ was up 2.8% for the week, and now sits year-to-date at 17.4%. And those small mid-caps came roaring back last week with a 5% gain for the week, and now at 15.3% measured by the Russell 2000 index. So, uh, you know, Bob, just just a lot of uh, you know positive investment sentiment, and you know, I think it calmed the mind of most market participants that uh, maybe this isn't over, and if we can get through this Delta variant, which I think there's a pretty good indication with more and more people getting vaccinated, um, we're up to a million vac- vaccinations a day. Uh, maybe by mid-September, um, you know, with the infection rate that we're seeing right now. 
Uh, this, this Delta variant will kind of move behind us and the economy can continue to focus on reopening. And that's all positive. I tell you, optimism is reigning around the market in spite of uh, the things you already mentioned, including the chaotic international situation. They just seem to be riding on, on cloud nine. But uh, it just kind of bring us back down to earth just a little bit. Uh, you talk about a, a song by Tim McGraw called Live Like You Are Dying that uh, you say could be fitting to explain this bull market in stocks. Now, please stop singing it to us. Just spare, <laughs> spare us that. But to explain why this song could be uh, applicable to today's market position. Yeah, Bob, this is one of my favorite Tim McGraw songs. And, uh, you know, really the meaning behind the song is that you know something's going to come to an end. You know, we all know our own mortality, but, you know, continue to live and enjoy the present. And, you know, this bull market will end as well. You know, a lot of people feel last year's blip because of the pandemic uh, really wasn't the end of the secular bull market that's been running since 2008. Um, a lot of people in, in our, and the experts kind of disregard that and say you really can't count that. By definitions, what we used in the past, that would have been the end of that bull market and the start of a new one. But really, we, we've been on a pretty, you know, straight upward ascent Um you go back to 2008, it's about a 400% increase. You had the 34% decline uh, off the pandemic, and now we're up another 96% after that decline. So, um, you know, I think the song is very fitting. You know, I think you you, you kind of continue to live. But uh, Sir John Templeton, a famous money manager, not a country singer, said, bull markets are born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Uh, they don't die of old age. So, you know, it's uh, we are in a euphoric time right now. Uh, so I think we need to be a little bit cautious and a little bit careful about how far we let the euphoria go. Again, we're a big believer in knowing what you own and knowing why you own it. Uh, check those valuations. Make sure you're not in things that are super extended. Uh, you know, make sure you have an investment case for what you're doing. Check those asset allocations. Uh, make sure your exposure to stocks is where it should be and be a long-term investor. So, again, we continue to preach uh, finan- financial discipline at this point. We're talking to Walt Sakira, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group. Their offices are based in uh, Akron and Fairlawn, also a satellite office in Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Once more, if you have any questions about the market or about how the AKW Group is investing their clients' money, 330-673-1234. Or 800-669-4100. Well, a couple more terms that you say investors might be hearing more about are red flags and black swans. It's coming out of the financial media. What do these terms mean and uh, what do they indicate? Yeah, just on a pure definitional basis, Bob, a red flag is a warning, uh, an indicator, you know, suggesting there may be t- potential problems. Um, red flags, you know, maybe undesirable characteristics that stand out to an analyst or an investor. And red flags are different for, for different investors, you know, what we pay attention to. Uh, for instance, consumer sentiment, which had a huge change uh, last month. Uh, you know, I, I subscribed to an investment letter for years by Jim Stack called Invest Tech out of, uh, he's, he's out of, um, West there in Montana, he writes a letter, and he saw the consumer sentiment as a red flag, that change. However, our group here at Baird Strategis looked at that and didn't see it as a red flag. They kind of saw it as a, as a positive. So you got to be careful, um, you know, what models you're using and, and understand what, what how people are looking at these red flags. But there's a lot of 
you know, indicators out there that are changing rapidly and, uh, you know, need to pay attention to them. They would be things built around corporate earnings, economic growth, fiscal policy, liquidity, monetary policy, the technical picture. Uh, you look at deficits, you know, budget and trade, commodity prices, demographics, uh, global trade, valuation, uh, valuation and, and war and peace, you know, especially today with what's going on in Afghanistan. And that leads us to black swans. Uh, and a black swan, by definition, in investment terms, is an unpredictable event uh, that is beyond what is normally expected of a situation. And it potentially has severe consequences. A black swan event, you know, are, are extremely rare. Uh, they have superior, severe impact and, and widespread, um, you know, issues that they create. So they're obvious in hindsight, but they're hard to see in the future. So uh, we we are at a moment right now where some we you could make arguments for some black swan type of events. You know, but just just looking at Afghanistan and thinking about, you know, potential terrorist type of attacks or, you know, what China might do with Taiwan if they feel that we are not. Uh, it, it, you know, the military strength or the military willingness that we've been in the future. So there's a lot of events that could have significant impact on investors' uh, mentality and, and valuations of investment. Now, that big uh, Fed meeting we talked about in Wyoming last week, you know, they seem to have a big, big favorable impact. Lots of smiles on investors from what they think they took out of it. But underlying all this continues to be the fear of, of higher interest rates at some point if the economy kind of continues to grow and maybe grow too fast. Now, let's talk about that a bit and, and uh, give us the example of the housing market in affordability right now, which makes you think about higher rates and maybe the difference in home prices. That's a big one, Bob. Rates have really pushed this market higher. You know, low rates and, and the, the Federal Reserve's really dovish uh, mentality to you know, keep monetary policy very accommodative and rates very low. If that changed, it would have a dramatic impact. I mean, let's just take housing prices. I think this is a simple example. You know, a year ago, the medium home price in the United States was $297,000. Um, today, the, the medium home price is $370,000. If you think of that with a 2.9% mortgage rate, a 30-year mortgage rate, you know, payments a year ago on the average house price would have been about $1,116. Uh, using the same mortgage rate today, the fact that prices went up, now your mortgage payment is 1388 That's a 24% increase in the monthly payment. Now, think about it from an affordability standpoint. You know, everybody's buying houses today based on the fact that they're going to go up and the demand is high and the inventories are low. But in the future, if, if rates continue to go up, it's going to really affect what somebody can pay for your house because if mortgage rates go up to 4.2%, that payment would go to $1,600. If they go back up to 6.1%, that payment would be $2,000. So you got to think as a seller of a home, you know, people have to be able to give you the offer that you want. So I, I think we're caught up on, the, on looking at one side of the equation is that prices are going up dramatically. Everybody's excited about their home prices. But, you know, this can reverse. It can go the other way. Go back to 2008 and 2009 and see how that bubble. Uh, there were some other issues at that time. But, again, affordability is the key. And, and a house is really a unique asset because it's what somebody's willing to pay for it. Um, you know, another statistic I saw, Bob, which I thought was fascinating, um, you know, the, the middle of America, 65% of their wealth is tied up in their home, about 12% in financial assets. It's the biggest asset for most people is their house. 
If you look at the super affluent, only 1% of their, of their wealth is tied up in their residence, and about 74% of their assets are in financial assets. So our home is a huge asset. It has an incredible impact on our finances, uh, the costs that we pay, the expenses that we have. And again, the prices that we're willing to get today may be totally different than what we're able to get in the future. So we have to be careful about house prices. It's time to talk about trends and insights on the program with Walt Sakira. See what's going on out there and what you see and the kind of insights that you've been been gleaning over the last week. Uh, tell us about some of the data that may have come out that this week that had you had you pondering. Well, Bob, I think the biggest one is just changes and and what people are thinking out there. There's a lot of transition going on. Again, another bank rate survey that showed uh, 55% of Americans out there considering a job change, no matter what age you're at. People are you know, reconsidering their careers, they're reinventing themselves, they're thinking about, you know, what COVID has meant to them, not only, you know, from a, from a working perspective, from also, like, how they want to live their lives. And uh, so we continue to see these changes going on, and they're impacting, um, you know, everybody through their retirement, through their, um, you know, their current financial states, and obviously impacting the way you think about investments. Now, do you think that this is a this is the biggest, maybe the biggest uh, series of events to impact our actual lives that maybe any of us in this generation have seen? It could be, Bob. I mean, it's it's I I can't think in my lifetime something that I've seen this many changes this rapidly. Some of these changes were set in place, um, but again, I think you know we saw some slower changes. I think it accelerated a lot of the changes uh, that were already kind of there. Um, so again, our reliance on technology, our our you know, we figured out a lot of us can work from home now. You know, we don't have to really be in the office five days a week, and that's having incredible impacts uh, on the, on decisions that are being made out of there, uh, especially in the business world. Well, let's shift over now to Stock Talk with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group, the segment of the program where, again, you as the listener can call up and ask Walt about any particular stock that is of interest to you. Maybe it's one that you own, maybe one you'd like to own, uh, one you just kind of watch and like to know what Walt thinks about it. Again, 30 years of experience, plus he has been watching the market and doing very well for his clients. 330-673-1234 and on WNR.com, toll free, 800-669-4100. Let's talk about, about Medtronic. This is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio at the AKW Group. They reported their earnings last week. Tell us uh, what they said and if you still like the stock. Again, Bob, uh, Medtronic develops therapeutic medical devices for chronic diseases. They make things like pacemakers, defibrillators, heart valves, stents, insulin pumps, spinal fixation devices. Uh, They had a really, really incredible quarter. Again, a lot of these companies are important. Again, a lot of their procedures were tabled a little bit because of COVID last year and the availability to get in hospitals. Uh, We see those procedures picking up. Their revenues for the quarter were up 23%. Uh, 7.9 billion over 6.5 the year prior. Of course, with a little easier comparison, and earnings were up 127 percent. I think the thing we really like, Bob, is they they were spending you know two and a half billion dollars on R and D. Uh, they have some devices that nobody else has, and and they're always kind of at the front end of um, you know working on these medical devices. So again, a company we continue to like here at this point. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to uh, check to see what Walt thinks about a company called Pool Corporation, P-O-O-L. Uh, they've had a 40% growth uh, since I've been researching it since, since uh, 2019. 
when COVID kicked off, people are staying home. Uh, swimming pools and hot tubs are popular. Is, Walt, do you think that it's going to have continued growth, in your opinion? And also a second question. Last week or a week before that, you talked about John Deere. John Deere raised their dividends 17%. 16% PE, uh, you know, the 379, do you still think it's worth the, worth the purchase? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, two really good questions. Uh, Pool Corp is one that we own actually in our small mid-cap portfolio. Um, they're the largest distributor of pool equipment, chemicals, construction materials for pools. Um, yeah, that's a great insight. You know, people are staying home and uh, putting more money into these types of, you know, pools, hot tubs, uh, decks, you know, making their homes nicer, especially the outdoor areas. We've seen a big transition of people into southern states and again, being out out of sight is more with the heat. Obviously, pools are nice to have. The really nice part about Pool Corp, which we like, is a lot of their revenues are reoccurring. Uh, nearly, nearly 60% of their uh, their revenues reoccur because things like uh, filters, chlorine, pump replacements, and people are upgrading uh, filtration systems. They're upgrading, you know, the uh, the electronic devices that allow them to monitor their pools. So again, uh, a very strong stock and one we we continue to like. And uh, like okay. I said, we own it in our small mid cap portfolio. And then John Deere, you know, you can't say enough good things about John Deere. I've always liked this company, been an admirer of it. The dividend increase is surely nice. It's it's one that we would look for for our core equity portfolio. It's it's definitely moved up my list of attractiveness. Um, <laughs> the stock is a little bit, you know, it's still priced pretty high. But again, I think you can make a case for entry if you're a long-term investor. So right. uh, we, we like John Deere. Okay. Thanks. You guys have a great day. Hey, you too. Cool. Thank you for calling. Back to the phones for Walt Secure. You're on WNIR. Go ahead. Good morning. The last caller stole my thunder. I was going to say uh, John Deere and William Sonoma raised their dividend last week, and I got a raise and didn't even have to go in and ask the boss. So I kind of like, I kind of like uh, that phase of it. I'm looking at a couple uh, Goldman Sachs. I I like that. I've I've had that for a while, but they have one Goldman Sachs BD. GSBD. Um, I, have, I don't know what that is. I haven't uh, researched it, but it pays 9.4, has a 5 PE. Must have something to do with bonds. Uh, have you ever uh, looked at GSBD? Uh, Ken, again, I'd have to look at it a little bit uh, again, uh, but I, I think it's it's some type of... Uh, a... Yeah, I, I haven't uh, uh checked it out yet, but I, it's one I've been watching and since Goldman Sachs is doing so well, and I was looking for some high-dividend things. Here, here, there's another one you might have looked at, AEP, American Electric Power, but they have one called AEPPL, AEPPL, page 6.2, and I don't know whether would that be. Does that show up like a, a preferred or something? Yeah, I think that I think that's a preferred share. Yeah, off of AEP, and most of those symbols when they have those extensions are preferred shares. Okay, yeah, I was just uh, throwing that out there. Uh, if anybody wants to research that, I'm going to be working on that this week. Nice. There's a yeah. term. I'm going to give the professor a term here: Hindenburg <laughs> Omen. You ever remember that from school? Hindenburg Omen. I don't. I don't recall that one. Okay. Anyway, I was wondering. Uh, next week, you could uh, 
tell me if that's relevant to uh, today's market. Hinsberg All right. Sounds, Omen. Sounds good. I'll take a look. <laughs> homework. I got homework. I'll take it. <laughs> you see what you got into by getting a weird caller? Hey, I, I like your calls, Ken. Keep calling, buddy. Keep okay, calling. Thank you. Uh, we'll we'll you talk about any, the Hindenburg uh, Omen next week. That sounds yeah. great. Did you see any uh, cowboys at the airport out west uh, wearing Crocs? <laughs> Saw a few when we were driving around. We did about eight hours of traveling up through Denver to Wyoming. So, yeah, saw a few. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. See, the Hindenburg went down in flames, so I think I understand what he may be inferring by that term. Right. Yeah, it is a technical indicator. I'll, I'll definitely take a look at this. He's, he always speaks my interest, Bob, I'll tell you. Uh, looking once again at the, some of the stocks you have in your for portfolios, in your Empowering Women portfolio, you hold Intuit. Uh, it's a report of their earnings last week. Tell us about this stock and, uh, once again, what the evaluation of prospects are looking ahead. Yeah, of course, Intuit's the provider of, you know, QuickBooks, TurboTax, I think 4.5 million users on QuickBooks, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and 40% of all taxpayers now, about 40 million people use TurboTax to file their taxes. So uh, this is a company that has a really unique position. It's uh, it's always been a very strong stock, and again, they do a really good job with diversity, and, and in today's world, companies that have figured that out a long time ago are, are probably posed to do well. So uh, we, we like into it. We like the earnings and the, and the prospects. Uh, you know, definitely, uh, you look at the last quarter, 41% revenue increase, $2.5 billion over $1.8 billion, uh, about a 10%, 9% earnings increase for the quarter. So one we continue to like uh, in that diversity portfolio. Let's talk for a bit about the restaurant stocks. Now, of course, when COVID hit, they felt that restaurants were literally an extinction uh, event because of the COVID. Nobody was going out to eat anymore. They were going out of business. Now they have an employment problem. But it seems that many restaurant stocks are now showing their gains and, and recovering. Now, do you own any any restaurant stocks? And if you uh, did or wouldn't, what would you consider buying? Yeah, Bob, the, the numbers were devastating last year. I mean, you look at $240 billion of revenue loss, 110,000 closures, over 3 million workers that were out of work for a period of time. Um, you know, this industry really got hit hard. Uh, the indoor dining kind of went away, as we all know. Uh, we, we are looking hard at the space. Um, you know, of course, we've always looked at the big players like the Chipotle's and the Darden brands, the McDonald's, the Bloomin' brands, but... You know, Ken, our caller, brought up Wingstop. Um, you know, there's other ones that we like. We like Texas Roadhouse. We currently own Texas Roadhouse in our small mid-cap portfolio. Um, they have uh, over 647 restaurants in 49 states, um, 34 Bubba restaurants, and three Jaggers restaurants. Uh, and I continue to dig in the space. There's some pretty interesting stories in here, Bob. Jay Alexander's coming out of Nashville. Uh, Kura Sushi USA, which is growing very rapidly in these states. They only have 28 stores, about 500 globally, but about 28 in the U.S. and plans for 290 more. Um, so I think, you know, this this uh, industry is here to stay. I think it got through probably one of the most difficult moments possibly. I think the winners have digitized their businesses a little bit and have figured out a different customer service model. But you know, as we said, we get through this Delta variant. We've seen the trends start to pick up in restaurant dining. I think people are dying to get out of their houses. And, you know, and a lot of people are putting money in to be there when they have to be there. But I think people still want to get out. And I think restaurants 
uh, have some real opportunities ahead of them. So we'll continue to dive in this area and look, and probably more in that small mid-cap area. I think there's some pretty exciting opportunities to uh, to look at uh, in the restaurant space. Once again, to remind you that the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally. They provide all kinds of additional advice for them in investment planning, retirement planning, and tax reviews, and more. But, of course, retirement planning is a big, big issue right now with all the baby boomers reaching that glorious time of life. Uh, Now, retirement plans, if people think about that, they always feel that the retirement plan means they're going to have to sacrifice or or compromise something that they, they were looking forward to in retirement. Uh, did you think that's the case? Uh, is, that, is that what a retirement plan means? Well, I think a lot of times it, it means that because of the way people approach it. And a lot of people in our industry approach it that way as well, Bob. We we like to plan for a retirement without compromise. We want you to live the life you want to live. But, you know, there's changes and things that have to happen. But it's funny, my partner and I and, um, you know, Kevin, my son, who joined our team, we were uh, just down in Louisville this week, and we were sitting having dinner, and Dan, you know, made a really good uh, point. He said, you know, we were talking about dieting, and he said, you know, whenever you do something and it's a sacrifice, you know, whenever you feel like you have to give it away, like I want the chocolate cake, but, you know, I don't want to eat it, I shouldn't eat it, it's a sacrifice, that you failed already because you've you've approached it from the perspective of you can't give things up, and it's hard to give things up. And I I think for us, planning has to be done differently. We have to show people the positives. We have to look for, you know, ways to build excitement and enthusiasm, not tell people you need to spend less. You need to get rid of your boat. You shouldn't buy the second home. You, you know, shouldn't move to the more expensive area. You know, those are things people don't want to hear, especially successful people. They want to hear, how can I do it? You know, what, what is the excitement of the decisions I want to make, not the, you know, the, the, the sadness of the decision you can't make. Now, there's reality in that. You have to have financial discipline. You have to have common sense. But, you know, especially if you start retirement planning early enough, you can build a retirement without compromise. You have to start early. And that's why these classes that we're offering, the first one, the retirement planning today, if you get in there in your 50s, you got a much better chance to have that retirement without compromise versus if you do it in your 60s or 70s. So get in, and, and we'll help educate you, and we'll show you how to do it. The retirement classes that Walt's referring to, they're going to be starting well, just really a week or so in September. Also in October, there's a, two types of classes, one for those who are still working and not yet retired, and another for those who are already retired. Even if you've been retired for years, you can benefit from these classes that are being offered by the AKW Group here in locally at the Kent State University Hotel and Conference Center and in Pittsburgh at the Loft Conference Center in South Point, Pennsylvania. Now, these classes are available. They start they start rather soon. So if you'd like to find out more, you can go to the AKW Group website, which is akwgroup.rwbaird.com. That's B-A-I-R-D, like the puppeteer, akwgroup.rwbaird.com. Nobody got that reference. akwgroup.rwbaird.com. Or call the office locally. They're right there, 234-466-7476. Right there in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. They'll send you a brochure. You talk to Abby or Sue, and they'll detail out the entire schedule and the information topics and registration information. So it's going to be a really good deal. I would encourage you to call right now because, again, the classes are starting almost momentarily. 234-466-7476. What kind of response have you had so far, Walt? Really good, Bob. Uh, We're getting people signed up, and uh, I think the excitement's there, and we're ready to go. 
So we're, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get these things up and rolling. And like I said, taught for many years, uh, as Ken said, the educator's ready to get back out in the classroom. So I don't know what else to say about next week. Every week that goes by seems to get better and better. What do you think? Well, let's just live like we aren't dying, Bob. Let's, let's just get, you know, continue to move forward, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll have another good week. All right. We'll listen to you again, of course, next Sunday morning at 830. But once more, if you'd like to call Walt Secura and talk to him about investing your money or talk about those retirement courses, 234-466-7476 in Akron in uh, the greater Pittsburgh area, 412-480-5090, 412-480-5090. And again, locally in Akron, the AKW Group at uh, 234 234- 466-7476. Tell him you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secura, have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. American Electric Power Inc., symbol AEP. Blumen Brands Inc., symbol BLMN. Chipotle Mexican Grill Inc., symbol CMG. Darden Restaurants Inc., symbol DRI. Deer and Companies, symbol DE. Goldman Sachs Group, symbol GS. Goldman Sachs BDC, symbol GSBD. Intuit, symbol INTU. J. Alexander Holdings, Inc., symbol JAX. Kura Sushi USA, Inc., symbol KRUS. McDonald's Corporation, symbol MCD. Medtronic, Inc., symbol MDT. Pool Corporation, symbol POOL. PPL Corp., symbol PPL. Texas Roadhouse, Inc., symbol TXRH. Williams-Sonoma, Inc., symbol WSM. And Wingstop, Inc., symbol WING. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company, symbol DE, for non-investment banking-related services in the past 12 months.